Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Next Generation. I'm your host, Jenna Norman, and I'm recording this in upstate New York, and it is freezing today. It's like five degrees outside today. It's just awful. It's colder than a witch's tit outside. Not sure where that expression came from, but it really is. I don't know. The weather up here in New York has been crazy. Um, Is it like a prerequisite that when you get old, you start talking about the weather? Because I talk about the weather a lot. Anyways, um, it's been 60 and then like five degrees. And then next week, it's going to go back into the 50s and 60s. It just can't make up its mind. But the warmer it gets, and then we get hit with a day like today where it's five out, it just makes me really miserable. Um, So I can't wait till spring. I can't wait to get outside and do yard work and do all things spring, start planting stuff. Um, But I have a lot of information for you guys today. Uh, I'm going to talk about the uh, first release of the V-Safe data. I'm going to talk about uh, vaccine shedding and um, some VAERS data that has come out. what communist New York is trying to do to your children. A um, couple bills uh, that are before Congress right now that are pretty crazy. And then I am going to end with good news. Last podcast, I didn't have like any good news to give you guys. I probably could have dug for some, um, but I actually have some good news today. Um, but I want to start out with this tweet that I read. Um, which is not going to put everyone in a really great mood. Um, But I think it's really relevant. And it's something that we seriously need to think about in this country. It comes from this guy named Sean Griffiths. Um, He says, people are often talking about the collapse of this country like it hasn't already happened. I contend the U.S. is already a failed nation. Um, And he has a list of why we're a failed nation. And this is, everyone needs to think about this. Um, If I could get my tweet to work here. Um, All right. He says, we no longer have a border. True. We no longer agree on our basic history. Very true. And also they're trying to change history. If you followed any of the new AI stuff out of Google this week, um, it's called Gemini. They are trying to rewrite history. They're making like George Washington black, Um, just crazy stuff. They're trying to erase history with all this AI stuff. And they've been doing it for a while. Um, He says, we no longer have a shared language. We disagree on the basic meanings of words. When you literally call everyone a racist or a fascist, um, boys can become girls, girls can become boys, like words don't mean anything anymore. Um, We no longer have deeply held common beliefs or values. Um, America was founded as a Christian nation and our rights come from God. We're going to get into a little bit more of that later, Um, but this country no longer believes that. Um, And that's a big problem seeing our founding documents are on the basis of God-given rights. And when probably more than half of this country doesn't believe in that anymore. Like, where does that leave us? We have no moral compass anymore. Um, He says, we no longer have true sovereignty as we are increasingly beholden to international entities and multinational corporations. He says, we no longer have a constitution, not one that anyone actually follows anyways. And he's completely right. Uh, We no longer have secure and legitimate elections. Also correct. We no longer have equal protection under the law. It's too dependent on political persuasion. Again, he's right. If you're left-leaning or a Democrat or an illegal or a crazy leftist, then there's one set of laws for you. If you're a Christian or someone on the right, then there's a different set of laws for you. Right now, we had a these left leftists take over a church or a funeral um, was it St. Andrews in New York City? Saint, it was one of the saints. I don't remember. Big cathedral in New York City. These leftists hijacked a funeral and called the poor woman laying in a casket a whore. And these people can desecrate a church, yet a guy in a pickup truck can do burnouts on an LGBTQ flag that has been painted on the road. And the redneck is going to be charged with a hate crime, yet the leftists that 
destroy like destroyed this woman's funeral and showed up at this church will have nothing done to them. Like this is the world we're living in, guys. Um, we no longer have geographical cohesion as succession and national divorce talks loom large. I don't know about that. I don't know how divorce would work, but I know people have been talking about it. Um, and we no longer have nonpartisan military. We also have people in the military that don't know what gender they are and they're being elevated. They're shipping people across different states to get abortions, to get transgender surgeries, and the military is paying for it. Um, so again, he says, people are talking about the collapse of this country like it hasn't already happened. Is it a failed nation already? I, I kind of agree with him. I think it is. Um, so just something to keep. <laughs> Maybe don't think about it. It's depressing. But, um, you know, I think he's right. I think he's right. And I don't know what's going to bring us back. Uh, we need revival. Uh, we need we need revival in this country. Um, all right. So into all the data and the news and all the stuff uh, for this week. The first batch of V-Safe data was released. There are over 39... Or, 390,000 entries so far, and there will be a new batch every month of this year that they're going to release. I'm going to go through this article. This was written by Tracy Beans. She's an investigative journalist. She's incredible. So I'm taking a lot of her data, um, and I'm going to go over the dashboard in a um, when I'm done with this. So it says, when the CDC created vSafe as a way to track individuals who received the experimental COVID-19 vaccines, the agency vowed to be completely transparent. Um, remember, despite forcing millions of frightened human beings to take the jab, there were subpar clinical trials. One um, recipient shared, the only reason I took this bullshit vaccination is because my job gave me two choices, sign a waiver or get the shot. I got the shot in fear of losing any benefits. So it makes sense and seems mandatory that the CDC create a system for individuals to share how they feel after receiving the experimental mRNA-driven vaccines. Vaccines are in quotations. Obviously, this is not a vaccine. Um, to build trust in that system, the CDC touted the V-Safe as the most intensive safety monitoring effort in U.S. history. Yet, as severe adverse events, including death, rapidly ascended following the EUA push jabs, the CDC failed to be transparent with the data releasing only when ordered by the court in 2022 and only the superficial details, but persistence has paid off. Last month, a federal judge ordered the CDC to release all 7.8 million detailed free text data entries over the next 12 months. The free text section is the only place in VSAFE for participants to potentially report serious adverse events. Yesterday, the CDC released the initial batch of data containing symptoms reported after being injected. The eye-opening entries are telling. The free text entries are critical because, shockingly, despite having an index of adverse events of special interest listed in its protocol, VSAFE entirely omitted um, those same adverse events from being tracked, as explained by ICANN, um, which is Dell Big Tree's um, ICANN Decide group there. Um, Instead of asking V-safe participants about whether, for example, they experience such things as anaphylaxis, myocarditis, or coagulopathy after taking an entirely experimental vaccine based on technology never before used, the CDC carelessly only asked about minor and generalized reactions such as chills, headache, fatigue or tiredness, and vomiting. Thus, for users who may have wanted to report more serious adverse events, they must use the free text field which allows up to 250 characters. This data is crucial to understanding the safety profile of the COVID-19 quote-unquote vaccines. The fact the CDC had not thus far voluntarily released its critical data is indicative of the overall failure of the federal government's responsibility to protect the health of Americans. ICANN's initial win on two previous lawsuits opened the door to obtaining V-safe data. However, the taxpayer-funded CDC argued that producing the free text entries was too burdensome an endeavor for them to be responsible for. Nevertheless, the court strongly disagreed, noting that the production of the free safe data will permit independent researchers to put their government agencies to their proof by considering all of the available data. Reporting on this outstanding victory brought by the lawyers that regularly represent ICANN on behalf of Freedom Coalition of Doctors for Choice, ICANN explained that the court recognized that, quote, the development and distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine was one of the greatest endeavors in recent history. Predictably, the American public now seeks access to the COVID-related papers to ensure that relevant government policies were and still are supported and justified by the available data. 
That is precisely why the FOIA um, what FOIA contemplates and facilitates. Um, so basically, they got a FOIA, got all this information. Um, all right. Indeed, District Court Judge Matthew something something ruling is a huge win for transparency. In yesterday's first production of the 390,000 entries outlining what users experienced in the first two days of receiving the vaccine is telling. And unfortunately, it's indicative of what's to follow. Indeed, the free text data, which is available here, I'll share the link later, has an overall theme of uneasiness. I would use a different word for that, but um, users reported anaphylaxis, a severe, potentially life-threatening allergic reaction, numerous times detailing experiences such as emergency room visit for anaphylaxis, went to the ER, I had repeat facial swelling. One user wrote anaphylaxis within 10 minutes of being vaccinated, throat swollen, almost shot. Another user wrote, after receiving the shot within 15 minutes, I had an allergic reaction, tightening of the throat, dizziness, confusion, elevated heart rate, and was taken to the ER. Received a steroid shot, a Benadryl shot, an epinephrine shot, was released to go home. The user later wrote, feeling a mild allergic reaction in the throat, elevated heart rate. Um, so this goes on and on. Um, I'm not going to read this entire article to you guys because it's pretty long. Um, but there was some saying, I had a miscarriage. Um, I should have been eight weeks pregnant, but the baby stopped growing at six weeks, six weeks, which would have been very close to when I received my vaccine. Um, another one, three to five days after my shot, I experienced a rash around my eye that was painful and burning. I reported to the emergency room on Thursday, 1224, diagnosed with shingles and herpes, which I've never had before. So I'm just suspicious that this could have been a result of my first dose of the COVID vaccine. Sadly, over 600 users specifically noted they were pregnant when they received the shot. Did the CDC monitor them more closely? Doubtful. Um, so. In this dashboard, um, so you can go to vsafedashboard.com and you can type in things um, like tachycardia, anaphylaxis, miscarriage, uh, swelling, uh, numbness, and it will single out all these free text uh, data boxes and it will give you just list after list after list of all these people's complaints. Um, like this one said, I had some mild tachycardia 10 minutes after injection, hard to take a deep breath, sweating. I turned bright red. My work had me take a Benadryl. Um, this other one, I lost use of my right arm and couldn't lift it. I've had COVID twice in the night. I've had made me long for COVID-19. Um, I'm not sure I can go through this again for a second shot. I want to do my part, but this was unreal. Anyone around me actually told me not to get the second shot. I feel like death had entered my bones as if they were being hammered. I kept waking up crying with a respiration rate in the 60s. I couldn't take deep breaths because my ribs were hurting. I have a very high tolerance for pain, and this had me in tears. Um, and these just go on and on and on. And this is only the first batch. And these are 390,000 entries. Going through this data is just heartbreaking. And remember, these are the people, the majority of these people weren't like the holdouts that didn't want to get it, but ended up getting it for their job. Majority of these people were the ones that are like, yes, I'm going to take this vaccine, I'm gonna do my part. I'm going to stop COVID so we can get back to normal. Like these people wanted these shots. Um, and these entries are just, they're just horrific. They're just horrific. Um, anaphylaxis within 10 minutes of being vaccinated, throat almost swollen shut. Um, metallic taste was another one. A lot of people had metallic taste. Um, Feelings of intense anxiety, numbness, dizziness, stiffness, fatigue, diarrhea. Thousands went to the emergency room within 24 to 48 hours after receiving the shot. Um, it's horrific. It's absolutely horrific. Um, so the data provided so far starts from the earliest entries. Um, and these entries were in 24 to 48 hours of receiving the shot. And the safety signals are crazy. So some questions about this. Who was monitoring this data? Like, yes, the CDC, like, built this site specifically for the COVID-19 vaccinations, but who was actually monitoring the data? And the people that had these issues, did they ever reach out to these people? Like, the, the women who said they had a miscarriage a day, two days, a week after the shot, did they ever reach out to these people? Like, I, I just, it's, it's mind-boggling. Um, 
I honestly believe they just ignored all of this data. I mean, they just kept pushing the shot and pushing the shot. Um, it's still being pushed and recommended, even with all the data that has come out. And we're going to get into some of the VAERS data in a little bit, too. Um, but this shot is still being pushed by primary doctors. You go into the hospital in the ER, and one of the first questions they ask you is, have you received your COVID-19 vaccine? Like, what the fuck? Why is this still a thing? Why why is the COVID vaccine still a thing? It should be pulled from the market. It should have been pulled from the market after the very first safety signals have come out. And just the fact that there's still doctors pushing it in these freaking um, commercials on TV that are telling you to get this shot. And the, the CDC is still telling people or women that it's safe to get this while you're pregnant and breastfeeding. Like, my God, this is just horrible. It is horrific. Um, and this is why I told everyone not to get this shot. I screamed it from the freaking rooftops and told people not to get this vaccine. And like, we're just scratching the surface on this data. And pretty much everyone I know has a story of themselves that have been vaccine injured by this vaccine, or they know someone who has been vaccine injured or who has died from this vaccine. Um, it's just sad. It's just horrific. Um, okay, so I will keep you guys updated on um, every month when the new data is released. Um, but another quote unquote conspiracy theory that has been proven to be true, COVID vaccine shedding. Um, it's real. And the FDA and Pfizer documents, um, I'm trying to pull up my screenshot here. Um, the FDA and the Pfizer documents are proof that it is real. It says Pfizer investigators told to report environmental vaccine exposures. Another piece of evidence resides in Pfizer documents, Dr. Corey added. In Pfizer's COVID mRNA vaccine protocol, the company instructs investigators to report environmental exposures. If trial participants expose people around them to the vaccine through inhalation or skin contact. Examples of such environmental exposures are noted as follows. A male participant who is receiving or has discontinued vaccine intervention exposes a female partner prior to and around the same time of conception. Another one, a female family member or healthcare provider reports she is pregnant after been a, she is pregnant and after been exposed to the vaccine intervention through inhalation or skin contact. The protocol also goes into what Dr. Corey and his clinic co-founder Scott Marsland call secondary shedding. This occurs when a person who has had environmental exposure to the vaccine then exposes another person. So I'm going to be talking about this next week. Is there? Um, let me get to this bookmark here I saved. Um, this on topic, but I didn't have time to look into this, but self-spreading vaccines. It's on the latest episode of The High Wire with Del Bigtree and Jeffrey Jackson. Um, it says self-spreading vaccines are approaching fast. The technology was almost ready to be deployed for COVID-19. Um, I'm going to talk more about that after I do some research on that next week, um, but I just, I haven't listened to that High Wire episode yet, but good gracious. Um, so testimonies from patients. Patients who may be affected by vaccine exposure tend to be those with a history of sensitivities and chronic diseases, said Dr. Corey. They also tend to have bad experiences with pharmaceuticals and are more likely to be chronically debilitated by COVID-19 or the vaccine. Dr. Corey said that after compiling over 800 anecdotal reports, they observed a clear pattern in symptoms that determined to be shedding. Typically, the manifestation of symptoms is repeatable and predictable such as when a person repeatedly becomes symptomatic when going into supermarkets or crowded places. Dr. Corey gave an example of a patient who noticed he could not handle going into the grocery stores. He told The patient told Dr. Corey that he just couldn't go into grocery stores anymore. Within five minutes of entering Trader Joe's grocery store, he feels so terrible that he has to leave. He experienced the same aversion upon going to crowded farmer's markets. At the FLCCC event, Dr. Marsland also shared several cases where he believed shedding was involved. One case involved a 54-year-old male who previously suffered from symptoms after the COVID-19 vaccine, meeting up with a friend who received a COVID-19 booster. They sat close to each other, talking and laughing. Within hours of spending their time together, the man had a headache, Malaysia, Malaysia and joint pain, and increased fatigue. I am in the medical field and I know these words, but my lips get ahead of me here. Um, 
Then said when the patient went to a busy airport, he felt worse. He returned home and had sexual contact with his spouse, exchanging body fluids. Within minutes, the spouse developed severe 9 out of 10 abdominal pain. The two believed the pain was from shedding, so both took ivermectin, known to bind and block spike proteins. Within about a half hour, the spouse's abdominal pain receded. Um, it is the temporal association and the accumulation of symptoms, uh, Mr. Marslin reasoned. Other doctors treating long COVID and post-vaccine syndrome, such as Saeed Hader and Dr. Anna, I don't know that last name, have also reported suspected cases of shedding. Um, so we suspected this um, early when this started happening, because um, there is shedding from the normal like childhood vaccines. So it wasn't a far jump to say that these vaccines would also um, shed. And um, I know it's real because after the shot rolled out and I was around all my coworkers who have had, had the vaccine, my period was all messed up. Um, I'm not going to go into detail because this is a podcast, but um, many of my unvaccinated, most all my friends are unvaccinated, but many of my unvaccinated friends experienced the same problems, heavy bleeding, clots, um, terrible, terrible, uh, cramping, just bizarre periods, bizarre bleeding in between periods. Like I had, have had a very normal period for the last five, six years. And when I was around people that had recently been vaccinated, my period just went haywire. Um, Naomi Wolf, uh, Dr. Wolf had an entire thread of women sharing their stories about shedding and stuff going on with their periods and miscarriaging after being around family members that have gotten the vaccine. And of course that was, it was taken down, you know, Facebook wouldn't allow the truth to come out. Um, so even after each booster rollout that my coworkers got, um, I would experience the same thing. Like the weird bleeding stuff would come back. Um, and honestly, if I would scan a patient in there, everyone was just so proud that they did their part and got their shot. And that like my patients always wanted to tell me, oh, I just got my COVID shot today. My third COVID shot, my seventh COVID shot. Like I wanted to just stop scanning and walk away, but I'm a healthcare worker. This is my job. I take care of people regardless of what they have gotten, haven't gotten. Doesn't matter. My job is to take care of patients. Um, I signed up for that. But I wanted to I wanted to run away. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so this is a good time to talk about spike support from the wellness company. Um, this is Dr. McCullough's company. Um, I've recommended this to a lot of people that have had issues with COVID itself, because, you know, COVID, this little spike protein on the stupid little ball that they made as their diagram, um, the spike is the, the issue. It seems to be the issue. So this spike support supplement from Dr. McCullough is supposed to help clean this out, detox this out of your body. So the spike formula contains all natural, non-GMO, scientifically supported ingredients. It has natokinase, dandelion root, selenium, black sativa extract, green tea extract, and Irish sea moss. Um, if you want a link to the wellness company, you can go, um, I can give that link to you. And also if you use code Shannon Joy, it's not my code, it's obviously Shannon Joy's code, um, you can save 10% too. I'm going to plug Shannon Joy here for a second because she's one of my favorite people. Um, and Dr. McCullough is also working on a way to get this quote unquote vaccine out of the body or the remnants of it. Is it possible to get this out of your body? I have no idea. I have no idea. And at this point, if you've gotten the first and second shot, the the damage is done. You've gotten the shot. Um, don't get any more. Don't just stop. Don't get any more. Don't even get the flu vaccine. Just stop. Like, don't put your body through any more of this stress and you need to detox the crap out of your body to get this stuff out of there. Um, you know, these doctors are super smart, much, much smarter than me. I do believe that they might be able to find a way to get this out of your body. But what the vaccine does is it prompts your body to continue to make this spike protein. And as far as we know, that never shuts off. 
your body just continuously makes this spike protein. So your body is continuously under this pressure of this spike protein. Um, kills your immune system. That's why so many people are sick right now. We had two more call-ins this week. It's like, it's like not a normal week at work if we actually have full staff and no one calls in. The past three months, literally two or three times a week, someone calls in at work and everyone's vaccinated. Um, I just, I don't know if there's a way to, because the the vaccine got gets into your DNA, changes your DNA, and it causes your body to constantly make this spike protein. I don't know if there's a way to shut that off. Um, I just don't know. I hope there is, but I just don't know. Um, for everyone that regrets taking the vaccine, I hope that they find something for you guys. Uh, all right, moving on. The VAERS data. Um, so VAERS was the very first um, reporting system for vaccine injury and death that the majority of healthcare people had no idea about. Um, but the VAERS data, um, it's horrific. It's horrific. Um, and historically, we know that the VAERS data is severely unreported, again, because doctors and nurses, most of them don't even know what VAERS is. And the ones that do, it is extremely time-consuming and tedious to fill out a VAERS report. If you, It takes like an hour or more to fill out one report. If you have to stop or get interrupted for some reason, the system will basically just shut shut off and you have to start all over again. So, I mean, does anyone think that they didn't make it that way for a reason? I mean, come on. Um, but it, this, this data is terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, so the VAERS data on all vaccine deaths from 1988 to 2021, the COVID-19 vaccines have caused more deaths in one year than all other vaccines combined in 33 years. And this COVID-19 shot is on the childhood schedule, and they're still recommending it for all kids six months and older. Fuck you very much. Um, so it says no lives were saved by the COVID-19 injection, says researcher and scientist Denis Rancourt. In fact, Rancourt and his fellow scientists found in their analysis that all-cause mortality increased every time the COVID-19 shots were deployed. Here's the 50,000-foot view. For every 800 injections administered, Rancourt and his colleagues concluded in their 180-page paper that one vaccine-related death occurs. This 1 in 800 number becomes even more alarming when you consider how many doses were given. At the time of Rancourt and colleagues' report, 13.5 billion COVID-19 injections were administered. Divide that number by 800 and you end up with approximately 17 million COVID-19 vaccine-related deaths. 17 million. That is, that is insane. That is insane. Um, and the largest COVID vaccine study just found 6.9 times more pericarditis, 6.1 times more myocarditis, 3.8 times more encephalomyelitis, 3.2 times more blood clots, and 2.5 more Guillain-Barre syndrome. Um, this thing was forced on people who faced almost no risk from COVID no risk from COVID. Remember, the people that were at risk from dying of COVID were the elderly, the very elderly, and the morbid obese people, and the people that had cancer or other already life-threatening issues. Um, this is just completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. Um Gosh, I don't even know what to say. The the more and more data that comes out, it just keeps getting worse and worse. And, you know, I got blocked and banned from Instagram and Facebook. And I've had posts taken down on Twitter. Twitter's not as bad now that Elon took over. Um, but I've had my account <laughs> blocked and banned so many times. I just got blocked again on Facebook. I literally took two weeks off for my prayer and fasting. It was fantastic. Loved it. I get back on Facebook for one day. I post something in 
Oh, I would, no, I didn't even post something. I get a notification on Facebook that says my account has been restricted. I'm like, for what? All I've literally done is post stories for the past two or three days. And none of them have been like too outrageous. Um, and I look and they took down a post back from March of 2023. Um, and so my my account is restricted on Facebook and from a from a post from March of 2023. I hate Facebook. If I didn't want to promote um Shell Shock CBD or my podcast, I would just delete all social media except Twitter. And I'm just honestly not active on there anymore. And I miss my friends. Like shout out to my friend Ronnie. Um, but I just can't with Facebook. It's just it's awful. It's, it's awful. Um all right, moving on. We got some New York news. Um, I have some good New York news coming up at the end of the podcast, but unfortunately, I have some terrible New York news <laughs> as usual. All right, so New York is set to vaccinate children without parental consent. Of course, we need to inject these children with as much shit as possible. All right. Assembly Bill A6761 completely eliminates parents' rights to know what is being done to our children. Children of any age could be given drugs, including psychiatric drugs, vaccines, dental procedures, hospitalization, and surgery without parental knowledge or consent and allows Medicaid funds to pay for anything that is done to the child. This is simply the worst um, children's health bill ever. And when they're talking about surgery, they're talking about transgender surgery. They're talking about mastectomies. They're talking about cutting little boys' penises off. They're like the phalloplasties, whatever they're called, like inhumane, just demonic crap. Um, so some are saying this bill only applies to homeless children or runaways, but this is a complete lie. It will apply to all children in New York. And now the Assembly Bill has a companion in the Senate, S8352, sponsored by Rachel May out of Syracuse. Um, so I remember a few weeks ago I talked about school-based health clinics, um, and th this stuff is coming. This is coming. It's already implemented in some schools across the country, but nationwide, this is going to be rolled out. Um, they're coming after your children. So uh, I, I homeschool, I guess, get on the school board. Um, my brother-in-law did not like what was happening with the schools in our area with the masks and um, the transgender stuff and all this nonsense. So he got on the school board. He's the president of the school board. You have to advocate for your children and be involved. If you're not going to do that, then you need to homeschool your kids. If you can't homeschool your kids, you need to find a homeschool co-op because even Christian schools were forcing the vaccines and masks and they're not teaching Christian values in a lot of Christian schools across the country. And I'm going to talk about that at the end of the podcast as well. Um, we have a fabulous homeschool co-op in my area run by one of my best friends, Jesse. All of my friends' kids go to this co-op. Um, if we ever finally are able to get pregnant, my kid will be going to the co-op. <laughs> um, I'm not sending my kid to public school. Um, and no, your kid won't be weird. Your kid will be just fine. Like you can still, they can still play sports. They can do all the activities. They're just not going to be indoctrinated by these public schools. Um, so this, this shit is not going to stop until we collectively get our butts in gear and stand up to these demons. Um, New York and Cali are the front lines for all this madness. And if we, if we don't stop it here in New York, um, I know there's a ton of Republicans, conservatives, whatever you want to call them, in California fighting this stuff too. And what people don't understand about New York and California is, yes, they're quote unquote blue states. The cities are blue. The rest of the state are blood red Christian conservative people who just want to be left alone. Um, what makes us blue is these cities are so heavily populated with crazy people. But you come up here in upstate, like anything north of Poughkeepsie in New York, and we're all normal, redneck, 
God-loving, leave-us-the-hell-alone people that just want to raise our kids and live our lives. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of us are stuck here in New York because of jobs, because of family, whatever. But we are going to fight like hell to stop this nonsense. And it's the same thing with California. There's a ton of blood-red conservatives in California. Um, But all the crazies move to the states. It's it's just, it screws everything up. You know, growing up, my parents would always tell me, if we just cut off New York City, then, you know, our state would be just fine. We've been dealing with this for a long time. And I never really understood why we would just cut off New York City. Like I thought New York City was cool. Um, Now I understand why my parents wanted to cut off New York City. They're a completely different entity than the rest of the state. Um, Especially the farther north you get, the redder and (laughs) more redneck it gets up here. Um, But if we don't stop it here, it's going to spread to the red states too. I mean, a lot of this stuff is already happening in red states because most of the red states and the um, have Republicans that aren't really Republicans. Um, So just a couple quick things on some of this transgender stuff that's happening. I forget the outlet that reported this, but they did a study that was saying that a man's breast milk is just as healthy as women's breast milk. And this one man who has now decided to be a woman and breastfeed, I don't even know where they got this child. Um, People just keep buying children. This is another form of uh, child trafficking that we can get into in a different podcast. But um, he said that while he was breastfeeding his infant, he got off. Like he ejaculated. If that doesn't send chills up your spines that something is fucking wrong, then you're a degenerate too. Can you, I I just, I can't, I don't even have words um, other than swear words, but this man is breastfeeding this hormone laden, fake synthetic breast milk, chest milk, whatever the hell you want to call it. And then he has an erection and ejaculates while he's breastfeeding his infant. It's just disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, and then in Massachusetts, there was just a basketball game. And they let a man play on the woman's team because he felt pretty. And this man injured three of the opponent's players. Um, they called the game at halftime. If you're faced in this situation where your young daughter is going to go up against a biological male, and especially in a contact sport like basketball, soccer, field hockey, any of this stuff, and you allow your daughter to compete, shame on you. You need to rally the parents and stand up to this shit. This stuff has got to stop. Um, girls are going to get hurt and not just physically, this mentally hurts them too. This emotionally hurts them because they are forced to share dressing rooms with biological men. And it's just disgusting. It's just disgusting. Um, maybe that's why God has not given me children because I would be the most ferocious mother in the whole world. Um, and I'd probably end up in jail. Um, All right. So if you want to get involved, if you're in New York and you want to get involved, you want to help, I'm sure other states have stuff like this too, but it's called protectkidsny.com. You can sign up to be a volunteer. I went on there and signed up to be a volunteer. You know, Even though I don't have kids, I feel very passionately that our children need to be protected. Our next generation needs to be protected. And I will do anything I can. Back when the masking and all this shit came out, I went to the school board meeting in my school district and I was the only person there and I don't have children. That's when I knew that we were fucked. Like I was the only person who showed up at the school board meeting to speak my mind about masking children in schools. Um, It's sad. It's sad. I don't have children yet. I showed up to say how wrong this was. Um, And there's also a new documentary out by Robbie Starbuck called The War on Children. It's a two-hour documentary. I haven't watched it yet. The trailer will give you chills. Um, But share this with people because people need to know what is really happening. Um, Because I feel like a lot of people just turn a blind eye to this or just are completely unaware that this will happen in their school district. Um, Okay, moving on. Uh, there's two new terrible bills that are before Congress right now. Um, the first one is called the Courage to Serve Act. 
It would allow illegal aliens to get citizenship with benefits as a reward for service in the U.S. military. Um, So they want to arm and train illegals. What could possibly go wrong with that? Um, Does the Roman Empire come to mind? Uh, Let's hope that doesn't pass. All right, number two, Senate Democrats are now pushing a new bill that prevents churches from having armed security. Why, oh, why would the Democrats want that to happen? Um, Wrong answers only. Uh, Obviously, this is unconstitutional, but as we covered in the very beginning, the Constitution only works when moral people abide by it. Um, Our country has lost its damn mind And right now, the Constitution is just a piece of paper. If if we don't have a moral people abiding by the Constitution, which is what our country was founded on, then the Constitution means absolutely nothing. Um, So um, good thing I carry and good thing most of the people in my church carry. Um, Don't come in our church and we're not going to end well for you. Um, All right. So here's some good news. Here's some good news. Um, The Alabama Supreme Court just ruled that human life begins at conception and must be protected explicitly appealing to God. They said, quote, human life cannot cannot be wrongfully destroyed without incurring the wrath of a holy God who views the destruction of his image as an affront to himself. Unquote. So praise God for these justices. And uh, science backs up these claims. Uh, so for people that don't believe in God, literally science backs up these claims. And um, this opened up a whole can of worms on whether IVF is good, bad, um, evil. And, you know, the, whew, we can go down a huge rabbit hole with the IVF stuff. Um, Allie Beth Stuckey, if you know her, she did a great thread on why IVF is not biblical and why we shouldn't be um, promoting IVF. Maybe I'll get into that a little bit next week. But um, basically her premise is, you know, you're freezing all these embryos, that these are the potential to have life. Um, and they're just discarded and thrown away. A um, lot of different takes on this whole IVF thing. Um, believe me, I understand the infertility thing, not being able to have children and wanting to do whatever you can to possibly have your own biological child. I get it. Believe me, I'm struggling with it myself. Um, but right out of the gate, I told my husband that I would never do IVF. Um, it was not an option for me. It feels weird to me. Um, I told my husband, if it wasn't going to happen the old fashioned way, then God just decided that I wasn't going to have children. And, you know, that's not up to me. Um, and to just go get all this like super sciencey, I don't know. It just is, it just turned me off. I didn't want to get all the hormone injections and do all the, you know, nope, nope, nope. Just going to leave it up to God. If he wants to give me a child, he will give me a child. Um, but yeah, we can go into the whole IVF thing in a different podcast because it is very a very heated uh, topic right now. But anyways, Alabama Supreme Court rules that human life begins at conception. So amen to that. All right, let's get into some fun stuff because I think it's fun to talk about Trump because I don't like him and he's crazy. Okay, after Trump lost in court last week and got slapped with a $360 million fine, you know what's weird? Some people are saying $345 million, some are saying $360, some are saying $355. Doesn't really matter. It's a lot of freaking money. Um, so after that fine, he decided to launch a sneaker line at SneakerCon. Um, I just, I can't. Um, so they're god awful looking. And some of them are going for like $400 a piece. Um, This one guy, there was, um, you had to not bet on him, whatever. Uh, Drawing a blank. Don't do drugs, guys. Um, Anyways, this guy paid $9,000 for a pair of autographed gold high tops. Um, I guess maybe these people think they're going to be able to resell them 
later down the road. But if you have $10,000 laying around to buy a pair of freaking gold Trump sneakers, like tell me your secret because I don't have an extra $10,000 laying around to spend on freaking gold high top sneakers with Trump's autograph on them. Uh, maybe he thinks he's going to like double his profit. I don't know. But um, they're incredibly ugly and apparently they're made in China. But is this proof that America's lost its damn mind and we have like a big mental disorder on the right where we're buying sneakers from a politician? Politicians aren't supposed to be like movie stars. Um, We're not supposed to worship these people. Like they're supposed to work for us. Yet we people are lifting Trump up like he's some movie star. Um, It's gross. It's just gross. Um, Okay, so then there was supposed to be this trucker protest. Uh, As far as I know, it didn't happen. But this is stupid, too. These truckers all got together and said that they were going to boycott deliveries in New York to protest Trump's guilty verdict in New York. So how does this help Trump? Um, How does punishing the citizens of New York who had nothing to do with this help Trump? If anything, it's just going to make them hate Trump more. Like, you're just pissing off people like the independents that could possibly be swayed to vote for Trump. And now in the name of Trump, you're going to withhold goods and services from them and make prices skyrocket even more. Do you really think that's going to bring people over onto Trump's side? No, you fools. Um, We couldn't get these truckers to protest lockdowns, vaccine mandates, closing small businesses, but we can get them to protest for a billionaire that has to pay $360 million because he was found guilty of mortgage fraud. Um, Again, do we have a mental disorder? Uh, Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. Um, Okay. So more good news uh, with Ron DeSantis. Uh, So on the flip side, we have Ron DeSantis actually getting results and working for the American people. Um, This week, he held a press conference in South Carolina um, to announce that he is working with other governors to advance term limits, a balanced budget amendment, and line item veto for the president. Um, If you don't know what line item veto is, it's like they submit this giant bill that's got all these different things, like um, studying the mating rituals of trannies in Ethiopia. I don't know. Stupid shit like this that America should not be spending our tax money on. Um, And in these bills, you either have to sign off on the entire bill because it has a couple good things in there like for the border or stuff like that. But you have to sign the entire bill if you want like the one or two good things in the bill. So line item veto would be you could take that crazy thousand page bill and go through and cross out all the nonsense and then pass the bill without the nonsense, which is what we need. I mean, Biden won't listen to him, but um, we need that because these bills are just insane. Um, So he's using the power of the state's rights to clamp down on our out-of-control federal government under Joe Biden. So good news there. Hopefully that will go somewhere. Um, Then the Florida State Senate passed legislation to permit the release of Epstein grand jury documents, and DeSantis said he would sign it. He says, quote, all files related to Jeffrey Epstein's criminal activity should be made public. While the federal government continues to stonewall accountability, I'm glad the legislature has taken action to release the grand jury material. Um, if you're sick of hearing about Epstein, I totally get it. Will will there ever be any accountability? Probably not. But we have a huge child sex trafficking issue in this country. And if we can uncover the people involved, that's a win. Um, Again, will it ever happen? I don't know. Um, But DeSantis seems to be like the only person that gets things done. Um, So we'll keep an eye on that. And then the Florida House passed a bill to lower the age to purchase firearms from 21 to 18. If you can join the military or go to war, then you should be able to have the ability to buy a gun. So good for Florida, good for Ron DeSantis. Um, All right, going to go through some headlines and then we'll wrap things up here. Um, oh, I actually have a video for you guys. So MSNBC, <laughs> MSNBC, I wish I had a funny name for them, but um, this crazy lady at MSNBC 
is saying that if you believe your rights come from God, then you're apparently a Christian nationalist. So I'm apparently a Christian national nationalist. But listen to this. I'm going to start start it over here. Her name's Heidi. Blah, 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 blah. That's her name. One thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists. Sorry, I played it twice. Um, she's a complete moron. Um, have you ever read any of our founding documents? Our rights literally come from God. That's what our country is founded on. It, again, with the, like the rewriting history, uh, it just, hello, our, our Bill of Rights, our Constitution, it, it's all based on the, that our rights are inalienable. They come from God. God gave them to us as people. Our rights don't come from Congress or the president or the Supreme Court. They come from God. Um, so I guess I'm going to embrace the Christian nationalist thing. Call me whatever you want. My rights come from God. Um, okay. I'm sure you all know about the cell phone outage. Everyone lost their ever-loving minds. We're being attacked by China, the Russians, yada, yada, our own government. Um, our own government's probably more likely, but... From AT&T, they said, quote, the problem was from the execution of an incorrect process, unquote. Well, that really clears things up, doesn't it? Um, the, the execution of an incorrect process. No more details other than that. Um, yeah, doesn't really tell us what happened, but um, it was not an EMP attack, guys. You know, all the crazy conspiracy theorists out there, the tinfoil hat people, which I was a proud member of, um, except I live in reality still. Um, it was not an EMP. If it was an EMP, nothing would have worked. No electronic stuff would have worked. Not just a few people not being able to use their data on their cell phone. Um, but one thing we do need to take from this is this can happen again. It can be far more widespread. It could be our internet goes down, our electrical grid goes down. Are you ready? Because that was just a tiny little taste of what could possibly happen here. If we do have an EMP attack or an attack from our own government or the grid just goes down because too many people are trying to charge their electric cars, um, are you prepared? Do you have a way to heat your home? Do you have food and water? Do you have a way to contact your family? Do you have a satellite phone? Like I live just like not even five minutes from my entire family. So I'm good there. We have ways of communicating. Um, but are you prepared if something like this happened? So take this small little event that we'll probably never know the actual reason of what happened, but take it as a learning experience to get yourself prepared for when the big one does come. Um, all right, Biden is going to cancel $1.2 billion in student loan debt. Um, fuck him. <laughs> this isn't canceling. It's a transfer of debt to the taxpayers. Um, so get ready for your taxes to go up again. Um, Biden also says, now brace yourself, uh, Biden also says that the key to him, his and Jill's happy marriage is having great sex. Um, bleh. Sorry, I had a visual when I read that, so I had to expose you guys to that. I'm very sorry. But does anyone really believe that that 80-year-old man is getting it up and having sex? Hell no. <laughs> I mean, anyways, maybe um, maybe Biden should write a book on how to have a great sex life. Um, that would be interesting. All right. California elected an illegal Chinese immigrant to their election board. Anyone think that that's not a problem? She cannot legally vote in any elections, yet they just elected 
an illegal woman from China to be on the election board in California. What the fuck? Um, all right. So I got some good headlines here for you guys. Um, the EV market is collapsing. So that's good news. Um, Toyota and BMW, I guess, are having or halting production. And I did read that the Hertz Rent-A-Car place is selling all of their EVs because no one wants to rent them. Um, I mean, I, I guess the hybrid thing is is cool because you still run on gas, obviously. But an electric car is not not going to work. Um, and most people that promote this green energy, I drive an electric car because I care about the environment, clearly do not care about the slaves in the Congo mining for all these materials. There's child slaves, adult slaves in these places mining for all these precious metals or whatever the hell they are to run all this electric crap. But no one seems to give a shit about them. Um, it's tragic. It's evil. And the electric green energy nonsense needs to just needs to stop. Um, going to tank our electrical grid. We've got child slavery going on. Um, the mines are very, very dangerous. And it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. Um, all right. And some fantastic news for New York, which is very odd. County Executive uh, Bruce Blackman, Blakeman, issues that sports organizations that allow transgender girls. So those of you who don't have a flow chart in front of you, that's a biological man pretending to be a woman um, to, um, to compete on girls teams cannot use the NASA County's athletic facilities. So they are banning biological men who pretend to be women that want to play women's sports. They're now banned from using the NASA County athletic facilities. Thank you, Jesus. This crazy stuff has to stop. Um, so that's something that I never thought New York would do. So good for Nassau County. Of course, Kathy Hochul and Letitia James and all the freaking crazy leftists out of um, New York were like, you're harming transgender people and, you know, crying their big crocodile tears that were anti-LGBTQ, AI2++, whatever they've added. Um, no, we're protecting girls. We're protecting girls' sports. Like, they know this. The thing is, they know this. They just preach the leftist talking points because they've got to score points with the crazy leftists who have mental issues and all should be locked up in asylums. Um, anyways. All right. That's what I have for you guys today. I do want to talk about this quick. Have you guys ever heard about peers testing? I was listening to the Steve Day show um, a couple days ago and he had this guy on there talking about peers testing. Um, I'd never heard of this, but it is like a 70 question quiz from 14 different categories, um, politics, economics, education, religion, and social issues. Um, and it gives you like your worldview assessment and um, what's called the peers testing. So I'm going to take this test. I think I give you guys the link if you want. Um, so this is arguably the single greatest problem facing the church in America today is that the demographic shows that over 90% of Christian youth scoring in the secular humanism category is less than 3% according to biblical theism. So what this guy does is he gives this test to a bunch of Christian schools and Christian colleges all across the country. And only 15% of these kids that are being taught in Christian schools have a biblical worldview. Don't you think that's a problem? That's a problem. What are these Christian schools teaching these kids? Obviously not the Bible. Um, so that's a problem. So I want to take this test and see kind of where I line up. Um, it does cost a little bit of money to take the test, but I'm going to take it anyways. And then I'll go over the results with you guys once I take the test. But it's from the Nehemiah Institute. It's called Peers Testing. Um, and the website is worldviewcheckup.org. Um, so go check that out. That's really cool. I, I'm, I'm still, you know, in my teen years and love taking quizzes. Uh, just kidding. Um, but I think this would be a really good gut check for Christians to see where your worldview lines up. Um, 
and if it's aligned with the Bible. Um, so that's all I have for you guys today. Um, I want to give a shout out to Shellshock CBD, as I always do. I got my vape. Absolutely love it. The Pineapple Express is yummy. Um, they do have a Wonka bar. Um, it's Delta 8 Wonka bar, um, just like it seems, chocolate bar. Um, beware. They're very potent, but it is lovely. It is absolutely lovely. Um, so go check out Shellshock CBD. John and Josh are both veterans. Um, it's a veteran-owned company out of Texas. You can use code JNORMAN for a discount. They have all sorts of stuff. Energy drinks that aren't filled with a ton of crap that I use for pre-workout. The rack-out gummies for sleep are just amazing. I don't wake up feeling groggy. I feel great, and I fall asleep within like a half hour. Um I love the Delta 9 gummies. Uh, and then they have like soap that's clean. They have clean soap, good ingredients, non-GMO, organic. Um, you can't beat it. It's a fantastic company. And also check out John's podcast, The All-American Savage Show. So that's all I have for you guys today. I'm going to go get ready. The hubby's taking me out to a fancy dinner tonight. So I get to go on a hot date. Um, and hopefully not freeze my ass off because it's freezing here today. And I will see you guys next weekend. Thank you for listening. If you could like, share, um, I don't know, all those things. Like, share, comment, give a review, leave a review. And I will see you guys next time on The Next Generation.